Coming up, the second part of our interview with Neil Woodson on customer service and how soft skills can make or break the customer experience. All that and more coming up in a few short seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Episode 13 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield. Today, we'll be listening to the second of a two-part interview my co-host, Bob Graham, recently conducted with Neil Woodson. Neil currently serves as Director of Service Excellence for PSAV, where he helps management and line-level team members collaborate in driving service excellence. Last week, in Episode 12, Bob and Neil talked about the soft skills encompassed in good customer service and how it requires soft skills by both the customer and the employee. In today's episode, Bob talks more with Neil about the value of good customer service to an organization and how it's developed. If you're involved in dealing with customers on any level, and these days who isn't, I recommend you go back and listen to episode 12. Bob? That's right, Toby. Uh, with me is uh, Neil Woodson, and can't wait to get into the second part of this piece. We talked to him last week, as you recall, and we're going to dig into things a little deeper, and he's uh, got a lot of really great stuff to say. We, we have this business model that everyone's striving for, and I've worked with companies that are striving for less interaction with the consumer. Do it all over the Internet, automation, automation, automation. So as you say, the people are the company, we seem to be flying in the same direction in a lot of cases. What do you think happens there? I think it's causing a lot of problems. Um, and this is a pretty heavy subject with a million tentacles to it. Um, over the last 30 years, increase in depression, uh, an increase in teen suicide. Um, and I know this is a big stretch from what you just said, but I'll go back to this fact that we are social animals and social creatures. We have been working, again, over the last 30, 35 years hard, without even knowing it, to become more indiv- individualistic and, and not connected. Connected in a virtual sense, but that's not the same kind of connection. Um, to be connected... Uh, electronically is not at all the same as being connected on a human level. Um, and I'll give you an example. I walk, I go to airports a lot. I fly all over the country and I walk in airports these days and I see more of the top of people's heads than I see their faces because their face is buried in a phone. And when I walk by that phone, nine times out of 10, they are looking at inane stuff. They're looking at Facebook. They're looking at Instagram and it's not even interesting. They're just flipping through it because they're bored. They don't understand. We've lost a lot of the connection, and this isn't generational. This is—I've seen it in all generations. Uh, we 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 kill you know we crush the millennials and say it's all their fault. It's not. Uh, they they happen to be better at it. They happen to be uh, more ensconced into it. But that's because of we didn't. I didn't grow up with it. They did. Um, so that's a problem. Uh, this this lack of connection is a problem. And I would say to every one of those companies that you talk about that you say, well, they, they're more electronic, they're more electronic, but every single one of them has a way to reach a human. And you, you look at Amazon and you think that's probably the, the quintessential. Go online, buy something, never talk to a human being, which is great for some things. But when you have to buy something really uh, 
technological where there's a whole bunch of different possibilities. You can look at all the stats you want, but at some point, I'll bet, you go somewhere and talk to a person and say, do you know anything about this? What would you buy? Because we want to know emotionally at the gut level, what do you think? I don't want to look at a bunch of stats. I don't want to look at a bunch of numbers. I want to talk to a human being. And that was my thing yesterday. Like, okay, nothing's working. I need a human being. And it didn't take but about 15 minutes for me to figure that out. I got to talk to a person. And I think that companies are missing, uh, they're, they're, they're trading short-term goals for long-term success. They're saying, uh, you know, if we can cut money and cut this, that, and the other by cutting human beings, we can uh, make, make our nut here. Instead of saying, you know what, we still need that human connection. That's really important. We're going to keep that. And we're looking for the long term. Over the long term, what does that get me? I think over the long term, it gets you more success. And I think that if we can get back to more human connections, I think we'll start to see a happier society, if you will. We are much more global, which means that we're interacting with people with different beliefs, different values, different cultures, different customs. You know, um, if you work with some companies and they have folks in um, France, they take the month of August off. And so you've got to incorporate incorporate that into your business, not saying it's right or wrong, good or bad, and we have different holidays. Do you think that creates an additional challenge? And do you do anything in your customer service to try to be more culturally aware, which is its own soft skill, but it certainly plays into customer service? Um, I think uh, for me personally, and, and I actually had something happen this week where um, we're we're uh, trying to incorporate something into our Mex- uh, the, the people that operate in Mexico and the company I work for. And, and um, one of the first questions I asked in, in, in the dialogue was, is what we're talking about culturally different? Is there something I don't know because I live in, in the U S of a, that I just don't know from a cultural perspective from a Mexican point of view. And I think a couple of things about the global deal. Yes, it's a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, I think part of that challenge has to do with fear. I think a lot of people fear leaving what's comfortable, and we all do. We we don't want to. We leave with a comfy couch. We get uptight. We panic. You know, um, people go overseas, particularly people who have never traveled. You know, I've traveled. I've been very blessed and uh, to travel all over the world, and and. Um, you, if once you do that, you see how exciting that can be and how fun it can be and how interesting it is. Um, so part of it's fear, I think, on the company behalf, and it's fear of it's going to cost us more money, but this is stuff I don't understand. It's, it's not comfortable for me. So there's that fear, and that's part of the challenge. But I think what's being missed is the excitement of it. And the ability to learn more about others and to find out there are other ways of doing things. And in fact, maybe I learn a way to do something over here that, could, that we could bring over to, to, to where I am you know, in the U.S., for example. Maybe I go to India and I find that, wow, they do something there that's fantastic, and I think it would work here. Um, I don't think we need to be going to India and just trying to infuse the U.S. culture into them. I think maybe we could look and find some things that are good there and bring back here. Um, so I think that there's a dynamic that we miss if we, if we don't uh, sensitize ourselves to 
those other cultures. Yes, it's a challenge, but it's also uh, potentially a, a, an exciting thing that could cause great innovation. So that's my long answer to your question. I'm sorry, say that again. So it goes back to that shared vision. Yeah, I mean, but everybody has to have it. We all, everybody in the organization, from the CEO down to the your vice presidents to your managers to your your field employees, everybody's got to have that vision. Everybody's got to be able to say, "This is what we're going for." And if we've got to make some adjustments, if we've got to, we we have to deal with change, then we do because we're all in this with you. We're all rowing the boat together, so to speak. Uh, so, Neil, I know you told me a couple days ago when we were sort of prepping for this a little bit that you had listed all the soft skills that sort of are underpinning customer service. And you said it was a huge list. How many was it? Because we have 55 that we've found. How many did you find from that list fell in? Um, I wouldn't say it was all 55, and I'm still kind of fooling with that list, but I think we're up to about 30 or so. I okay. Mean, there's a lot of stuff on here because just about everything you can find a connection to. You can find some connection where you say, well, well yeah, but you could use this in customer service. I mean, you would think um, change management. Why would I need to use that in customer service? But you know what? Dealing with change happens on a almost minute-to-minute basis when you're dealing with a customer who walks into your organization, whatever you do. Um, nobody's the same. Uh, particularly if you're a sales, I mean, to me, sales is, is a huge customer service position. If you do sales right, to me, sales is a service. And um, imagine a salesperson, you know, they go in and they've got to learn about somebody's business, and it can be completely different from business A can be different from business B. And, and their needs can be very different, but your product can serve both in some way. And you have to be able to, to deal with that change and the, and the adjustments that are there. Um, so, yes, change management even can be part of customer service. Um, so okay. there's some odd linkages in all that. But Well, maybe you'll be kind enough to share with me that list of 30, and I can put it in the show notes for the people that want to look at the show notes, and they can they can see that, and maybe they can even uh, get, send us an email or uh, tweet us and say, hey, I disagree or I agree, because I think it's really fascinating when you start to think about it. And that's what, frankly, to me, makes soft skills really interesting is the more you start to unravel it, the more it becomes connected to everything else. And you start to see these interconnections that really make a lot of sense. And we didn't used to think that way. I mean, you know, you and I spend a lot of time thinking about this. And that brings me to my final question, Neil. To the person who never really thought about customer service in this way, never really thought about soft skills, what would you say to that person in terms of what spending some time in this area would do for their business or for their own personal career success? I think it would um, potentially it could help them move uh, further in their career. Um, I, I think that the better you understand and are able to work meaningfully with other people Really, ultimately, what we're talking about; um, those are the people that move. And I'll give you a, a reason I believe that. That um, there's an author named Matthew Lieberman. He wrote a book called Social, and in it, one of the some of the research he's done, he asked people who would they say is a strong leader: the person who is results focused, i.e., very technical, or the person who is socially focused, 
or is it the person who has a bit of, who is, is kind of evenly balanced between the two? 14% of people said results-based leaders are strong leaders. 12% said social leaders are strong leaders. 72% said it's a balance of the two. And I think that that's telling, that you've got to, uh, it goes back to something Stephen Covey said. He said, you've got to have competence, but you also have to have character. And I think that, you know, competence is about that technical skill, that those manageable things. But the character is all about those social skills, the ability to work with others. I think that you know, your character plays heavily into that. And when you have that balance of those two, you can be that strong leader. And those are the kind of people that move in an organization and that are able to deal, are able to deal with all these competing things that are in, out there in the workplace. At the same time, I think it can help you in your marriage. I think it can help you with your friends. I, can, I, I, think, it's a, I, think, I, I think it's a skill and an area that you almost can't do without. And the, the people in my life that have been potentially the most successful and the most inspirational and the most meaningful have been people that have a good balance of those two. Um, so um, I don't know if that answers your question. but that's, No, you did, you did a great job. I and, I, and, <laughs> and, and, Neil, I want to thank you for taking time with us. It's really been great. You've, you've shed some real light on things. And for me, it's always great when we get outside voices echoing what we're saying because sometimes you feel like you're talking to yourself and when other people are affirming what you're doing it really makes you feel good and i I can't thank you enough for taking your time to to talk with us so with that um i'm going to throw it back to toby thanks guys bob neil thanks for coming in if you want to learn more about neil woodson visit his blog where he offers some great insights on customer service at neilwoodson.wordpress.com that's N-E-A-L-W-O-O-D-S-O-N dot WordPress dot com. Next week, we'll be digging into another of the 55 soft skills. Don't miss it. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.